Um, so glad to spend the day with you and have the opportunity to spend part of your day. I hope that your day is filled with great joy and love and laughter uh, and peace and joy. Um, I took my mom uh, to the Wizard of Oz uh, this week uh, to a play in Chicago. So uh, it was a good, good time. If you got a Bible, uh, pull out your Bible. We're going to go to Genesis. Uh, if you got a phone, pull out your phone. Otherwise, it'll be on your screen for you. We're going to go to Genesis uh, chapter 2, and we're going to be looking at verse 8. In verse 18, it says this. Then the Lord said, uh, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. And all the women said, amen. Okay. Skip ahead. Verse 21. It says this. So the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man was asleep, the Lord took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. In verse 23, he says, at last. <laughs> I love that. He says, at last. It's like this moment where Adam, man, is awakened, and he goes, at last. My soul has been searching and yearning, and look, it's right before me. The answer is right before me. The man explained, uh, explained. he said this, this is the one, uh, this one is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, and she will be called woman because she was taken from the man. This explains why a man leaves a father and a mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united as one. And then my favorite verse in the Bible now the man stood next to his wife, both naked, and they felt no shame. All the men said, amen, amen, in the house, okay? Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for the word of God. We ask for just infinite wisdom and understanding uh, today. I pray, Lord, that your grace would abound to every single mom in the house today. We love you so much. And everybody agreed. Said, amen. Moms, got a tough job. <laughs> Raising kids is not the most easy thing in the world. Amen. I remember when I was probably, gosh, I want to say probably 12 or 13. And I'm going to make this story as PG as I can because I see little ones uh, in the house. I remember I was 12 or 13. And um, how many of you remember like Sears catalogs, JCPenney catalogs, and you know, all these kind of catalogs? Well, let's just say that those catalogs became very alive to my 13 year old brain, okay, if that makes any sense in this house, okay? And, um, and one day I decided, wow, these, these pictures are great. You know, I actually have a tracing uh, machine. Anybody remember those machines that would be like a light and you could like trace a picture? And so let's just say that I traced some inappropriate pictures uh, that day, okay? And um, I decided, you know, um, I think a great place to hide these is in my top drawer underneath my socks. Like, why, why would that not be a great place to, to put these, um, these pictures that I've drawn? And so I, I put these pictures, and like two days later, I, I remember my mom carrying like a bunch of socks, and like it hit me. You know what I mean? You ever have that moment where your like heart just drops, and like it just hits you, and you're like, I'm the worst person on the planet. You know what I mean? Like, I, like everything's about to like fall apart. And I remember my mom goes 
So my top drawer puts the socks in and finds all these pictures. And she goes, she goes, Jeffrey, which if any of you call me Jeffrey, okay, that is only for my mom, okay? My mom goes, Jeffrey, where did you get these pictures, okay? And instantly I lied, okay, you know what I mean? Instantly I was like, it was my friend Dana. He gave them to me uh, from school. I promise you, Mom, I did not draw these pictures. I did not draw these graphic pictures, okay? She should have known, like, right then, you know what I mean? Like, you know, she goes, okay, well, what is, what is Dana's uh, mom's telephone number? You know, you ever, like, have that moment, you know? And you're, at this point, you have to realize, like, am I going to double down on this lie? You know what I mean? And so I was like, well, here's the number. You call his mom, you know? And so she calls my friend's mom and, like, is, like, screaming at this mom about these terrible pictures that her son gave me. And she's like, Jeffrey, Dana gave them to you. I'm like, yes, I promise you, mom, I did not draw those pictures. You know what I mean? Like, I am doubling down hard. And then, like, she gets off the phone, and she's like, Jeffrey, I'm just so glad you're a good boy, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't do anything like this. And I'm just like, I'm like, I am so dirty right now. I mean, I am just so horrible, you know? Even this week, like, okay, so I'm driving on my way uh, to Chicago uh, with my mom, and on Interstate 90, like, people just fly. And I mean, I'm probably doing, like, I don't know, 86 on the highway, and people are, like, passing me, like, you know, like, aggressively, and, and so I'm in the fast lane, and this guy, like, runs up on my bumper, which, number one, can we just say, that's not cool, okay, at all. So this guy, like, runs up on my bumper, and then he, like, switched lanes, and he switches back, and then finally he gets into the lane next to me and proceeds to go past me and proceeds to tell me that I am number one, if you know what I mean, and, and is cursing very, very hard at me. At that point, um, I decide, you know, I'm not so much a believer in Christ anymore at this moment, you know? And I am telling him that he is number one, and I am telling him that we can meet on the side of the road in the middle of the highway, okay? And so this whole thing happens, and my mom is, like, sitting right there, you know, like, right there. And after the altercation gets done, she, like, pats my leg, and she goes, Jeffrey, oh, that wasn't very nice, was it? I was like, oh, Jesus I'm spending at least five minutes in hell. Like, that's, that's, that's like for sure, you know? But you know, one of the great qualities about moms is the way they believe in us. And it's amazing how they believe in us. And I'm super glad that moms believe in us. Because I think God understood that we would live in a world where there was a lot of haters. And we all know that haters are gonna hate. And we're gonna have more haters in this life, then we're going to have people voting and rooting for us. So God said, you know what? I'm going to put moms into the world so that they can believe in their kids and, and breathe life into their kids. And so I'm going to look at verse 21 again. It says this, verse 21. So the Lord God caused man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man was asleep, the Lord took out one of the ribs and then closed it up. Why does God give us such great detail of how he created woman? For a reason, God exactly said, this is how I created women. And I believe it's because of this, because God never created women to be beneath man, nor did God create woman to be above man. God created woman from man's rib so that she could stand side by side with Adam. 
And women are called to stand side by side with men. We're not called to be greater equal. I'm not called to be greater than my wife or beneath my wife. She's not called to be above me or beneath me. We are called to stand together in marriage. Can I get an amen on that? And in marriage, we are called to stand man and woman. And obviously, I know that in 2018, that that is a controversial topic. It is not a man with a man. It is not a woman with a woman. It is God's creation to say, you know what? I took man and I put woman and I put them together for an exact reason, to stand with each other, to be connected with each other, to stand and to raise children together. God created man and woman. My kids don't need just me, okay? There's a lot of great things that my boys get from me, but there's a lot of terrible things that my boys give from me, you know? My boys need their mom, and they need the qualities and the giftings that are inside of her. So today, um, I'm going to brag on my wife a little bit. She's not even in here. She's actually over in preschool, and she's making some awesome things with the kids and doing some great things. But there's some things that I know that I've learned from my wife. Watching my wife raise our kids. And I think there are things that we can all take from her. And I think at the same time, I look at it and go, okay, listen, it doesn't matter what season of life we're in. Sometimes we're not yet there, but someday you're going to be there. Sometimes we're, you know, we've raised our kids and now we're moving into the grandparent season, or maybe we're in the little Jojo seasons. You know what I mean? We're all in these seasons and we can all learn and we can all grow. And so one of the big things that I've learned from my wife is this is that she's incredibly, incredibly patient. Uh, the other night, I got home from the trip, and um, we actually had to go pick up Michael from a school function, and, and we're in the car, and, and Ben just, like, like, jumped into my lap. And he's, like, a very affectionate person, which I'm kind of worried about, that he's, like, eight years old, and he's, like, this affectionate. So he, like, hops in my lap, and he gives me a big hug, and he's, like, kissing my face. And Jess is, like what are you doing? He's like, I'm just so glad that daddy's home, you know? And, and she goes, how about some kisses for me? And so Ben goes, okay. So he hops into her lap in the car and starts kissing her face. But then he started licking her face, okay? I mean, just like, I mean, straight like, you know, like a dog, like just, and, and like Jess hates saliva. Like that is like, I mean, like I'll kiss her and she'll be like, that's just too wet. I can't, I can't, I can't have that. You know what I mean? So, like, he's just licking her face up and down, you know what I mean? And then, he, and then he realizes, like, it bothers her tremendously, you know? So now he wants to do it even more. And so at one point, he sticks his tongue into her ear somehow, which I have no idea how that happened, okay? So then finally she gets him off of him, you know? And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, somehow his pants are down, and he is rubbing his booty on Jess's, like, back, you know, like, in her head. I'm like, Ben, what is wrong with you, son? Like, you know? But I love how incredibly patient she is. And it's a huge quality that moms need. It's a huge quality that dads need. And I love that I can watch my life because I feel like in life, I'm not that patient. Anybody else in here go, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm just not that patient. She's incredibly patient. Number two, I think she's incredibly encouraging. Uh, Ephesians chapter four, verse 29 says this. 
And never let an ugly or hateful words come out of your mouth. Instead, let your words be full and beautiful with gifts and encouragement to others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. Proverbs 18.21 says this, that the tongue can bring death or life, and those who love to talk will reap the consequences. One of the things that I'm so encouraged by Jess is the way that she encourages people, the way that she encourages our kids. You know, I'll never forget years ago, uh, me and Jess, we were doing uh, children's ministry uh, together. And this mom dropped off one of her kids and she said, listen, I'm just going to warn you, he's a little devil. And we were like, what? <laughs> you know, and she's like, yeah, he's just crazy. He's just, he's just crazy. He's just a little, little devil. And I remember, I remember Jess like instantly like pulled her aside and she said, don't ever say that about your kid again. He's a child of the most high. God created him. He wonderfully put him together. And I know that he might be a challenge and I know that he might be a struggle, but I promise you that God has great things for your child. And the words that you are speaking are either life or death. And you can encourage him to be all that he is called to be, or you can create a future for him just by the words that you are speaking, a future of death and destruction. I love that Jess has never spoken an ill word to our children. I mean, in front of them or when we're away from them. And I know part of that is the mom goggles. You know what I mean? Like my, it's just like my mom, you know, just she has mom goggles for me. But at the same thing, I, time, I think it's so important to understand that the words that we speak over our children really shape and mold who they are and how they perceive life. You know, just recently, especially on this trip, just going back home, you know, we didn't grow up with much when I grew up. We didn't have a whole lot of money. And, and I can tell you from personal experience that I've dealt with a lot of fear of money in my life because of the things that I heard in my house growing up about money. The words that were spoken to me were words of lack, they were words of we don't have. They were words of um, don't, you can dream about that, but have fun dreaming about that because we don't have it and nor will we ever have it. Words have power. And the words that we speak over our children need to be words of encouragement and empowerment and words speaking to their identity and who God has called them to be. It's incredibly important for our children to understand that the words that they hear are words of love and affirmation and kindness and grace to their soul. Love that Jess is a woman who speaks positive words. Next one is this. I love that Jess is a praying mom. Jess is a praying mom and she prays for protection. And I'm going to camp out on this for a minute because I just think it's so incredibly important for all of us to get this point, okay? John chapter 14, verse 13 says this, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. This is Jesus talking, so that the Son of God will bring glory to the Father. Luke chapter 9, verse 1, one day Jesus called together the 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all 
all diseases. James chapter 1, verse 17 says, whatever is good and perfect that comes down, uh, comes down to us from God, our Father, who creates all the lights in heaven, he never changes, casting a shifting shadow. What is this saying? Moms, you have authority. God's given you authority over your children and over their lives. And it is your job to utilize the authority that God's given you to pray over their lives. Okay? I'm going to share three things that Jess prays over our boys on a daily basis. Number one is this. She pleads the blood of Jesus over our boys every single day. Pleads the blood of Jesus over our boys. Why? Okay? Because the word of God says this, that, that Jesus died for our sins and was raised again in victory, meaning this word sozo. Okay, this word sozo, I know that um, this word sozo in church world has been used for lots of different goofy things, but this word sozo really means this. In the Greek lexicon, it says this, to save, to keep safe and sound, to rescue from danger and destruction, to keep one from injury, to save from suffering, to save from disease, to make well, to heal, to restore, to perfect health, to preserve one who is in danger and destruction, to save and to rescue. So when Jesus spilled his blood, he is performing what? Sozo. Amen? He's creating a sozo moment for us. So when Jess prays the blood of Jesus over our children, she's praying what? God's perfect protection and grace upon our children. The second thing that Jess prays over our kids is this. She rebukes every weapon formed against our kids on a daily basis. Every weapon, okay? Isaiah chapter 40, uh, 54 verse 17 says this. But in that day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up uh, to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord, and their vindication comes from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. Listen, there's a lot of crazy stuff in this world. Can we get an amen on that? It's a lot of stuff that is going to come against our kids. You know, um, I recently told a story about one of Michael's best friends and his brother who tragically died in a head-on car collision on his way to school. And his mom is at her house and she's talking to Jess and she's just, you know, pouring out her heart, just pouring out her soul about what happened to her son. And she made this statement. She said, it must have just been God's will and plan for him to get in that car accident. And it's like Jess just wanted to like grab her and like shake her and go, no, this was never God's plan. This was never God's design. This was not his will for his life. This was a tragic moment, but you have authority as a mom to pray over your children, a hedge of protection upon them and rebuke the plans that the enemy has formed against their life on a daily basis. God's given us authority to pray over our children. So we plead the blood of Jesus over our children. We rebuke the plans that God has, uh, the enemy has for them. And then number three is this. We command God's angels to surround and guard and to protect our children on a daily basis. Psalms 91 verse 11. God sends his angels with special orders to protect those 
uh, to protect whoever, to go and to defend them from all harm. So we plead the blood of Jesus over our children. We rebuke the plans that the enemy has for them on a daily basis. And then we send the angels of the Lord to surround and to guard and to protect them. And then at that moment, guess where we get to live? In peace. In peace. I see so many moms so often that are so fearful about their children. Fearful about them going to school. Fearful about the sports they're playing. Fearful about them climbing a tree. Fearful about anything and everything in this life. Why? Because we're worried that harm is going to happen to our children. But we can take that worry and we can place trust in God and we can place trust in his word and we can trust the word of God and then we can live in ultimate peace. Amen? And we can trust that our kids are good. When we send our kids off, you know, for today, I don't worry about our kids. Jess doesn't worry about our kids. Why? God's protecting them. The angels of the Lord is surrounding them. You know, Michael just went on a trip to uh, Cleveland for three days. We sent him away, and we had a great three days with Michael gone, in Jesus' name. You know? It's okay. You know? Like, when we, when we go away on trips, we don't worry about our kids back home. We know God's got them. God's protecting them. This is his word. This is his promise. We just sang a song about the promises of God are yes and amen. Amen? But our fear can also cancel out God's promises. When we allow fear to rule our heart instead of the word of God to rule our heart, fear can now and, and destroy the promises of God when God goes, no, trust my word. Trust my word. Put confidence in my word. Pray over your children. Number three is this. Jess is tough. She's strong. And she's gritty. And she is a woman of faith. You know, Jess... Um, Jess has never owned a new home. Jess has never owned a new car. Jess um, has never owned a beautiful ring. Um, you know, when I bought her engagement ring, I literally hated it from the moment that I bought it, but it was the best thing that I could do. And I could go on and on and on about never, never, never things that Jess has never had. But the one thing that I know truly about Jess is that she doesn't wake up for those things in the morning. She wakes up for those, the things that she wakes for, wakes up for in the morning is this, is to live a life of faith. And I want to encourage you that as we're raising our children, the spirit that is in you will get reproduced into your children. Whatever is going on in your soul will transfer to your children. And I love that Jess is a woman of faith. There's not too many women in this world that would, number one, follow me. Can we just get an amen on that, okay? <laughs> number two, there's not too many women in this world that would go, you know what? Yeah, we'll give up our salaries. We'll give up all of our income. We'll move to Cincinnati. We'll know nobody, not have any idea about our future. We'll just trust the Lord and see what he has to do. I love that Jess is a woman of faith and that she trusts God. And I know that I know that I know that as my boys are being raised and they're watching their mom and they're watching a woman of faith, that that same spirit that is in her, that spirit of faith will be reproduced into our boys. Spirits reproduce spirits in this life. And I love that Jess is a woman of faith. Worship team, you can come up. Last one is this. 
I love that Jess is fun. Oh, wow. That's fun, too. Praise God. We, we, we all right? Yeah? Okay. We'll be okay. Number four, I love that Jess is fun and that she's goofy and that she keeps our house light. Jess told me uh, one time recently, she said, Jeff, you sometimes are the most intense person I've ever met in my life. And she's like, you're just sometimes really, really hard to deal with. And it's the truth. You know, I'm really, truly focused. I'm really um, driven individual. I'm always thinking about not today, but the week to come or the months to come or the year to come or, or things that are happening. And, you know, I can get really, really focused on a lot of other things other than really what's happening in our home and, and keeping our home a home of peace and, and, and rest. And I love that Jess just has this way of keeping our home a place of peace. You know, I'll tell you about Sunday. Sundays are, they're tough days sometimes. We all get up super, super early. I think Michael, what time did you get up? Like five this morning. Michael got up at five. Jess got up, you know, super early. I, I am up typically until, you know, one or two uh, at night uh, preparing and getting ready uh, for Sunday morning. And then we get up really early. And, and so by the time that, you know, 1.30, 2 o'clock hits on a Sunday afternoon and we as a family all get in the car, we all kind of look at each other and we are all like, kind of like burnt toast. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, you know? We're all just kind of like, oh, here we go, you know? You know one of the things I love is that every Sunday, Michael, you can talk about this too, come here. What, what does mom do every Sunday after church in the car? I don't know, she just goes mad. <laughs> she just goes what? She just goes crazy. She goes crazy in a fun way? Do you guys sing songs? Yeah, in the car we do when we come home. Yeah. Do you have a lot of fun? Uh, yeah. Are those good memories? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that she takes a really stressful moment and makes everybody decompress. Because she goes, oh, we're just going to have fun right now. And I love that just makes our home light. I love that. Because life is really tough. It can be really stressful. And I don't want them to feel that all the time. I want them to feel grace and peace. Amen. Why don't you stand up this morning? do this real quick if you're a mom throw up your hand throw up your hand if you see a mom I want you to put your hand on them real quick we're going to pray for them okay Thank you. 
incredible women. God, they are perfect. God, you perfectly put them together. God, we thank you for these godly women who are raising their children to honor you, to support the kingdom of God, to have vision about their future. But Father, I, right now in Jesus' name, release your grace. Father, I pray a supernatural grace over their lives right now, Father. I pray for supernatural wisdom and understanding to fill their heart and their minds. I pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would give them, wow, yeah, grace for the pace, the Lord says. Grace for the pace. The Lord says, I know how tough the pace is. I know what the grind looks like. I watch you every day grinding grinding to get things done, go to the store, go to your job, take care of your kids, take them to practice. I watch the grind and I say grace, 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 grace for this pace, grace for this season, grace for this time in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, God, for fresh vision, fresh vision, fresh vision from heaven to lead their families, to direct their homes, to push their families forward. We thank you, God, for wisdom and understanding. Grace to them in Jesus' name.